Amen, choir. Thank you. 
in every tongue be blessed and come back together again we pray your blood against the enemy Satan is a liar the truth is not in him and we thank you for whole holisticness that you would make us whole. Strengthen us where we're weak. Build us up where we're torn down. And God, move away our perspectives and give us your perspective. That all things are being worked together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purposes. Now bless your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today we're in Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18. And I want to pick up Amen. On verse 5 and 6, Jeremiah 18, 5 and 6. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. This morning, I want to preach around the subject, tomorrow was determined yesterday. Tomorrow was determined yesterday. There's nothing left to chance. If ever we see a total all-encompassing picture of the sovereignty, superiority, and strategizing of Almighty God, it is here in this well-known depiction, portrait of the potter and the clay. And this portrait refutes atheism, which believes that there is no God, because God is the main character here in this text. It not only refutes atheism, it resists agnosticism, which believes that God does not interact personally with the affairs of men because God is directly 
the planner, and the purpose for this text. It also rejects humanism, which believes that man is his own master and controls his own dictates of his destiny because God is in total control of all circumstances. And it repels what we call secularism, which involves the entire philosophy of natural, the natural realm with no spiritual realm. And we know that from the spiritual, God dictates the natural. The interesting thing here is that God is in total control. Those that don't believe in God, those that don't believe God, they're going for a long ride. Psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, he's dead. Psalm 139, if I fly on the wings of the morning, he's there. No matter where I go, he's an all-encompassing, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-gracious, all-merciful God. And, and all we have to do, according to Romans 1, don't turn, is that um, the natural things, the general, the general theological things, the things of nature paint a picture about who God is. Yeah. That when I look at Psalm 8, the sun, the moon, and the stars, how great and magnificent God's creation is, the psalmist falls back and says, what is man that thou art mindful of him. Um, hmm. That the sun and the moon take shifts and are never late. That the stars shoot across the sky and God says, I know them all by name. That the angelic hosts made of millions, millions and millions of angels shouted. Job 37. Uh, shout. Job 38, 7, shouted for joy at creation, meaning the angelic host was here before God said, let there be light. They, they were in place. They were praising God as the sons of God for this all-wise, all-knowing, all-magnificent God. And so, and so uh, uh, when we look at nature, trees lift their branches telling you that he is. The cow is mooing this morning, telling you that he is. Birds are singing. Bees are buzzing. Can I get a witness? Eagles are flying through the trackless air and whales are swimming through the liquid corridor to tell you that he is. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and Jesus fixed this thing. He says not one jot or tittle that even the, the, the flowers, not one petal falls from a flower, not one seed falls from a tree unless God allows it. That, that, that ought to tell you. So if God is that in touch with creation, that, that ought to tell you what he thinks about you. 
He knows everything about you. He knows where you came from. He knows where you are. And he knows where you're going. He, he, amen, he has already planned out everything. And if God has not planned out everything, then he's not God. Do I have a witness? I'm, I'm trying to give you, amen, some kind of indicator that God is on top of everything. Nothing catches God by surprise. When Lucifer rebelled, God looked at Lucifer and said, you on, let's get out of here. And, and there was no gang war in heaven. There was no war in heaven. You looking at Revelation 12 when they talk about, and there was war in heaven. He's not talking about the third heaven. He's talking about the first and second heaven when Lucifer would be cast out into the uh, 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 first and second heaven. And Michael and his angels will fight him and cast him down to the earth as a sign that the tribulation is here. He's not talking about God's throne. There was never a fight around God's throne. Jesus said, I saw him falling like lightning. Can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. So, so, so as we look at, as we look at this, this, this all-encompassing text, the word Jeremiah means the Lord throws. Jeremiah served as a priest and a prophet, son of Hilkiah, raised in a small village called Anathoth, three miles northeast of Jerusalem, and was called and known as the weeping prophet. And the reason he's the weeping prophet is because his whole life was a life of conflict. And amen, humiliation, judgment. He brought about a message of doom. His family rejected him. His countrymen rejected him. He was humiliated emotionally, psychologically. He carried a lot of pain. He preached to Judah and who refused to repent. And he preached for 50 years, five decades. Jeremiah preached. By the way, his name outside of the book of Jeremiah is mentioned over 10 times to further authenticate who he was. And in this context, we see the call, the choosing, the charge, and there are 14 messages that make up the book of Jeremiah. And the one we're homing in on today, chapter 18 to chapter 20, is the seventh message. The seventh of 14 messages of Jeremiah who deals with the total control of God over humanity, history, amen, and healing. That when we look at these facets that Jeremiah blinks at us, it is really indicative and applicable to where we are today. That when I look at this man called Jeremiah, who, whose contemporaries were Ezekiel, who was at the river Chebar, Habakkuk, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all these were contemporaries all around the same time when Amen, 606, 597, 586 B.C., when Nebuchadnezzar came and took away Judah. Israel had sinned, 10 tribes in the north, and God waited for Judah to repent. She never repented. And there's a connection between, listen to this, repentance and returning. It's all through the Bible. When there's repentance, people tend to return to God. Prodigal son repented, and he returned to his father. Can I get a witness? No repentance, no return. That, that, that as we look at this text, and I want to 
try to glean from it as much as possible. First of all, God's sovereignty predetermines our destiny. That is, we have to accept God's predeterminations. Now, some of us are sitting here today wondering where we're going. Stop wondering. God's got that. Do I have a witness? Oh, you have to do some work. You have to make some adjustments. You have to believe God by faith. But God has your destiny. And there are some things that man just cannot alter. Lord, have mercy. Man's existence, his extenuating circumstances, his definite design, which demonstrates a divine predetermination. Listen to this. Pre-selection, pre-placement, the word sovereignty only pertains to God. That means he does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. You know what makes God so, so, so awesome? Listen to this. Everything needs him. And he needs nothing. Do I have a witness? Amen. Uh, uh, everything, uh, whether it's the insect uh, nation, whether it's the animal kingdom, everything needs God. Lord, have mercy. Everything waits on God. Everything is fed by God. Everything is nourished by God. And, 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 and yet he needs nothing because if you, and, and, and you may not have been taught this theologically, in, in the prologue of John, St. John 1.1, and it says in the prologue in the Greek, God in the beginning, in the beginning, first of all, in the beginning, listen, in the beginning was the Word, the Logos. That before there was a beginning, there was a Word. And the Word was with God, and that preposition with means equal with God. That Word with God, Jesus was always equal with God. Amen. And in Him, listen, was life, meaning inferring that everything else was dead. And, and that light, that life was the light of men. And darkness could not extinguish in the Greek the light. When you look at John's prologue, John's prologue, and compare it with the beginning of Genesis, and, and you start comparing these beginnings, three beginnings, the beginning in St. John is the beginning in eternity. The beginning in Genesis, beginning of creation. God, Elohim, plurality of God, and that means three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. God in the beginning created, Barah, the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved and brought wreck and ruin back into order. Do you know what God does in our lives? When we're in darkness and wreck and ruin, the spirit moves to get rid of the confusion, to bring disorder back into order. 
You can't bring disorder back into order because you belong to a ministry or because you belong to an auxiliary or because you belong to a sorority or because you belong, I'm messing up now, because you belong to a fraternity, you need the Spirit of God. To bring wreck and ruin back into order. So if your family is in a wreck and a ruin, before you go to counseling, go to Christ. He is the reconciler. He is the one that's going to fix it. He is the one that's going to repair it. He is the one that's going to heal it. Mm. And then First John talks about... In the, it talks about the beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, seen, felt with our hands. Tangible, which is a refutation of the errant doctrines of Gnosticism. That claim that Jesus was not God, was not God the Son, he was an emanation of an angel. He could not have been God because he had a human body. And they reject the virgin birth. They reject the magnificence and they reject the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. Mm. Look at this, look at this. Mm. God lets us know that this thing is his. For whom he did, Romans 8.29, for no. Foreknow means a foreknowledge. He had a knowledge of you before you were. And at that time, he predestinated you. I'm preaching up in this place. To be conformed to his image. Uh, so there, there's got to be a breaking, a making, a molding from the time you were called to be saved to where you are right now. Yeah. See, I didn't get saved and stay in the bars and the clubs, drinking and fornicating and running up and down the street. I, I, once I got saved, it didn't all change overnight. I'm preaching. Let me, let me preach at a clock, but something happened. Can I get a witness? Something on the inside started, amen, discouraging, Brother Arnold, me from being wildly. Yeah, and moving towards Christ. Hold your finger there. Go back to Jeremiah chapter 1. Come on now. I want to hear the pages. Go back to Jeremiah 1. Pick up a Bible. They're in the pew. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 1. Never believe a preacher. They lie. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 1. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now look at this. I want you to see this because... This is the context of the call, and this is the context. Um, verse 4. Do you have chapter 1, verse 4? Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, listen, before, stop, before I formed thee, it's embryo, embryonic stage, before I formed thee in the belly of your mother. Be before. Before. Before the sperm. 
hooked up with the eggs of the ovaries. But before, turn to your neighbor and say before. Before, before, before anything came together. And yes, the Bible speaks against abortion. Some, somebody got to preach it. Because all these preachers are doing is preaching on prosperity and finding your vision and ain't following them and ain't following Christ. And you about as dumb as the day is long for following them when they not following Christ. What the heck I'm going to follow you for and you just as sinful as I am? Look at this. Before I formed you. There, there is, and I know some of you are doctors and nurses. Uh, excuse me. God is sovereign. God doesn't need your sperm to make a baby. God don't need no three trimesters to have a baby. God can do whatever he wants to do. And, and see, everything through the Bible is God exercising his sovereignty, his right to do what he wants to do. So he tells Elisha, go on, run, boy, run. Run, 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 run from Jezebel, run from Ahaz. Go on and run, and while you're running, and when you run out of food, listen to this, I'm going to have a bird show up with some meat in his mouth. I'm, I'm going to have another bird come with some water. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't getting this. And in other words, I'm going to meet your needs because I'm a need meter. Can I get, and I'm not restricted. I'm preaching up in this place. I'm not restricted by the natural when I'm dealing in the spiritual. And do I have a witness? And, 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 and so he says, look what he says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Uh-oh, stop. Smells like election. A predetermination of eternity. Now, I'm going to get heavy up in here. Been doing this for 29 years, teaching this word. Check it out. If God elected us, and he did, you didn't choose me. I chose you, John 15. Gee, this, this is what Jesus said. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And then when he was telling the disciples to come and follow him, one disciple turned around and told Jesus, well, wait a minute, Lord, I'll come, but let me go and bury my father. He said, no, 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 let the dead bury the dead. You, you can't be fumbling around with dead folk. When the Lord is telling you to follow him. Now, if there's election, and Jesus said, no man can come to me lest the Father first draw him. You cannot have election by God, which is the sovereign act of choosing who you want to save. Eh, you can get quiet if you want to. And when we get to Romans, he talks about vessels fitted for destruction. You cannot have election without having rejection. 
So if God did this, you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved, you're going to be saved. The inference is the ones he didn't choose are lost. But where he get that from? Come to core. Come to Bible study. Hallelujah. Now that they've hit the lottery, bring your money to church so we can put it to good use. Election. He, he also sovereignly selected our ethnicity. Your race. God was sovereign in that. Y'all ain't getting this. He's got a reason why you were born to the race you were born to. You say God is in that, that magnitude of detail? Absolutely. Mm. Environment predetermined of a birthplace. I was born at Pennsylvania Hospital, the old building at 8th and Spruce. That's where I was born. Eighth floor. I, I was raised in South Philadelphia. God has his reasons and his purposes why I was raised there. In which he may not ever totally reveal. But he wanted me to have certain experiences and exposures so that when he called me to preach, I could relate. Y'all ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? I wasn't born in no suburbs with no grass. So I could relate to folk. Grew up with folk. In the hood. So I could go back, go back, go back, go back, and relate to folk in the hood. We get a little money and move out, we don't never go back. Ain't thinking about going back. I ain't talking about going back to live, but going back to witness, going back to, amen, to interface with. Election, ethnicity, environment, enablements, your education level, empowerment, wherever God puts you in life, there are no accidents, there are only appointments. Now look, look at this, look at this, look at this. Jeremiah 1, are you with me? Hang in there. He says, and before you came us out of your mother's womb, I sanctified thee. Now, now this one messes me up. When the doctor took me out my mother's womb, and you know, they, they, I, I, I don't know if they do this anymore. Do they still hit them? First, first, first experience of abuse, huh? Boom! And, 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 and amen, boom! And then the baby starts crying. I, 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 I haven't had a baby in 21 years, so I don't know. And, that, and, and my last one came flying down the chute, so we, I can't use her. But, but my point is, before I came out, my mother's womb. Hang in there, Sister Gordon. It's all right, baby. Just, just go on and get an epidural. You'll be all right. Just go on and get, just go on and get an epidural. You'll be all right. You'll, you'll be all right. 
Yeah, I'm in trouble. Take that needle. But check, but check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, Lord have mercy. Before I came out of my womb, he sanctified. Now, this is what messed me up. How could God set me apart and then give me a space to go into the world and act a fool? In other words, he put the stamp on me coming out of the womb and said, I'm going to let him roam for some time, but the stamp is inevitable. Lord, have mercy. at some juncture, unbeknowing to him, I'm going to pull this one back. Un un unbeknowing to him, I'm going to call him from a climate of confusion. Un unbeknowing to him, I'm going to let him go out and mess his life up. And then I'm going to woo him back to my presence. Y'all ain't getting this. That's why I'm praising. Because it's not by works. It's by his grace. He called us by grace. A love we don't deserve. Look at that. I sanctify thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. All this was predetermined. And if you think that God saved you to leave you to yourself, you out of your military mind. He saved you to walk in the steps of his will. And his will is irresistible. Can I get a witness? Many are called, few are chosen. Are y'all praying with me? See, 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 and the reason we need to hear this message is because we are not sitting here by chance. We're, we're not living by coincidence. We're, come on now, we're not involved with the Lord, amen, out of some sense of some mysterion that we thought up. No, God called me out of darkness. He began to translate me into his mouth. like, well, we make mistakes all the time. Will we fall? Yes. Will we fail? Yes. But God has a predetermined destiny for you, for me. Secondly, we see God strategizing precepts for our development. Now, the first, the first point of God's sovereignty, which predetermines our destiny, we just got to accept it by faith. You got to know that you know that you know that God you, you didn't get here by accident. This is, this is an appointment. But now he strategized precepts for our development, abiding in his purposes. Now, go back to chapter 18 real quick. I'm going to get out your way. Go back to chapter 18, and I'm going to teach you this word now. Now, uh, chapter 18, verse 1. Are you there? The word which came to Jeremiah, the Lord who throws, the, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. Now, now let me stop because, see, the picture here is that the prophet Jeremiah had to visit a house before he could hear the Lord. Sometimes the Lord can't speak to you where you are. And this is not the first prophet he told to get up and go down. He told Jonah, he told us, rise, get up. 
Sometimes we got to be in the place of God. See, that's what made Joseph so powerful in Genesis 50. When his brothers found out who he was, and he was second to command in all of Egypt, and they came back because of a famine, they were hungry, and they were guilty, and they knew that they were the ones that threw him in the ditch. And, and Joseph said, don't fear. Fear not. I'm not going to kill you. Uh, uh, and, 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 and it's a question, and I preached on this. Am I not in the place of God? Through all the pain, through all the confusion, through all the conflict, Am I not in the place where God wants me to be? See, that's where your real blessings are, when you're in the place. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so the picture is, he says, look, go down, and there I will cause thee to what? Hear my word. You can't even hear my word where you are. Now, we can use this metaphorically and say, not, not a definite place, but a spiritual place. I need to be in a spiritual place to hear God. Mm. See, my challenge to you as members is this. You need to pray, Lord, am I in the place you would have me to be? And if not, you need to vacate and get in this place. But don't, listen, don't say you're not in a place because you can't have your way. And then go to another place, and the place is worse than this place. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jeremiah says, verse 3, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. We have a picture. The person is the potter who is God. The power is that God has the power to shape, make, mold, and break. Lord, have mercy. There's a plan. I will perfect that which concerneth thee. There's a plan that God has in view. And when you stop right there and look at Romans chapter 12, don't turn. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, it involves mercy, that you present your bodies, listen to this, as a living sacrifice, which is a paradox, contradiction. Pa apparent contradiction is a paradox. What, what do you mean? A sacrifice is dead as a living sacrifice, alive to God, but dead to myself. The problem in the church, we want to be alive to God and alive to self, and God calls you dead. Once you are alive to God, you've crucified self, and you're no longer alive to self. So me, myself, and I is not the priority. God is the priority. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and child of God, when you look at this text, and it's tough, amen, be not, and be not conformed, be not shaped, be not molded by this world system. I'm, 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 I'm not as good as you on social media. I'm trying to learn things on my phone. I got a great phone. So the ministers were showing me certain things, so I hit Google. And I put 76ers in there. No, I put 76ers draft in there. Bing, 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 bing. So the draft, the whole, everything about the draft came up. And one of the men said, be careful, Pastor. And as I'm putting the draft in, this half-dressed woman comes up. No, this is this basketball draft. And I said, well, what's she got to do with the draft? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. So I pressed the button. 
and I forgot all about basketball. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? I can't even pull a basketball. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this because you're looking at me kind of funny. I, I shouldn't even be pulling a basketball, Brother Arnold. I don't want to get lonely at night and pull a basketball. <laughs> Stuff's a mess. Isn't it a mess? How many of y'all knew that? Nobody? You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> I, I, I can, you're lying. 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 That's why y'all stay on your phones. All right, all right, look at this, look at this. <laughs> Ephesians 2 says, And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, hath he now quickened, made alive. Can I get a witness? Disobedient, darkened, doomed, depraved. He's made alive. He, uh, Philippians 1.6, He that had begun a good work in you will continue to perform it until he comes back. So when you look at this matter of the potter and the clay in chapter 18, I want you not only to see the picture, the person, the power, the plan, but the pliability of the clay. And, and verse 4 says, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again. Now, the pliability is, as I search this out, you need two materials to make clay, dust and water. I'm, I'm going to pause purposely. We are dust. Adam was made out of the dust. The Holy Ghost says, let me bring the water of the word to mix with this dust. And then I have pliability, and I'm able to shape mold the way I want it to be. Meaning, without the Holy Ghost water, you just dust. And you're doomed. And you're depraved. And you're going to be disobedient. Can I get a witness? Hanging in with me. That, 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 there, 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 there's an important quality of, of, of clay. Why? Clay has the ability to yield. But clay can't make itself. Clay has got to be in the hands of the potter, and the potter is God. So once I get the Holy Ghost, now God is able to work with me. Are y'all getting me? Remember, remember I preached this years ago, and I came up here with a bunch of clay, and I was up here with clay? Yeah. That's deep, that God can only shape, make, and break me as the water of the word is involved. Pliability. But there's also some pain. The pain is the life on the wheel. Are you getting this? The wheel... <laughs> 
amen, is a spinning around swiftly by the potter. He gets on the wheel. He's, 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 he's tapping his feet, and the wheel is going like this. The key is to get the clay in the center. What the center denotes is balance. Can I get a witness? That God gives me a balance of everything through Christ, who is the center of my life. And then, and then the, the text talks about the preemption, which is the marring. Uh-oh, look at verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. The word marred here means that the potter throws away the clay and starts a new lump. But why, why, why did he throw away the clay? Because the clay was rebellious. The clay was marred because it was sinful, stiff-necked, separated. The clay was marred because it, amen, refused to let God shape it. God gave David a second chance. God gave Jonah a second chance. God gave Peter a second chance. God gave us a second, third, and fourth chance. I know some of y'all think your stuff don't stink. I can look at you. Yeah. I, I, I hear pastor, I didn't do all that. Okay. So I was going to hell for whoredoms, and you was going to hell for being silent. You was going to hell for being clean. <laughs> because by nature, we're sinners. It's not how many sins you did. God is not judging you in hell for what you are or who you are. It's what you are. By nature, we're sinners. Lord, have mercy. Well, why would a holy God take terrible sinners, clean them up, put them back out there for his glory? Well, that's the same question the angels are asking. In Ephesians 3, don't turn, I think it's verse 10, and the angels are mystified about grace. They took every other course in glory. They took aerodynamics, going from planet to planet, going from country to country. They Come on now. They took courses in, in, in the, uh, the extenuating power of God. They, 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 took, they, they took all kinds of courses, but when they came to grace, they all failed. How can God take this no good, dirty sinner, put his spirit in him, clean him up, put him back out there, as a witness for Jesus the Christ. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, as a witness, you out there, and here's somebody smoking J, and you so you know, you, you know what? The Lord loves you, and, they, and you know what? At one time, I used to smoke, but by the grace of God, I'm saved now, and I'm preaching up in here. Can, and you tell a prostitute, baby, I know what you're going through. I know how hard it is to break away. And one day I was a prostitute, not in St. Matthews, but one day I was a prostitute, and the Lord saved me. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I carried a gun, but the Lord saved me. I, yeah, I, I went to jail for 15 years, but the Lord saved me. See, everything that them folk out there doing, we did. 
And God puts you right back out there on the block. Can I get a witness? But when he puts you back out on the block, he gives you the witness of the Holy Ghost. He gives you power to preach. Can I get a witness? He gives you a liberating love. He, he gives you a humble demeanor. Can I get a witness? But for the grace of God, there goes I. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God there's none righteous oh there might be one deacon no there's none righteous there might be one preacher no there's none righteous no not one all like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way can I get a witness but the Lord has laid on him on Jesus can I get a witness he's put our stuff on him isn't that good news that the Lord died for all my sins isn't that good news all my dark and secret sins all my backroom sins all my unknowable sins the Lord was hung up for my hang-ups the Lord died in my place that's why we praise him thank you Jesus for your goodness mercy and grace thank you Jesus because you turned my life around thank you Jesus you planted my feet on solid ground thank you Jesus you put a new song in my mouth even praise And here's what the Bible says, and many will see it and trust in the Lord. My, my oldest brother who's home with the Lord, he, he told me, and he was in gangs, he said, everybody in South Philly watch you on TV, man. And here's what they keep saying. He was one of us. I wasn't in their gang. He's one of us. Y'all ain't getting this. We can relate to him. We grew up with him. We went to movies with him. We got high with him. We cursed with him. We went to school with him. He's one of us. So therefore, we want to listen to him because he's one. Y'all ain't getting this. People don't want to hear you, and you can't relate to them. They don't want to hear you. Here's what they want to hear. They want to hear that you're just like them. You're no good, dirty sinner. Saved by grace. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Finally, there's God's satisfying power for our deliverance. I'm coming in now. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. Isn't it tight? Oh, it's tight, but it's right. See, in order to get to the triumph, you got to go through some trials. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to go through some trials. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. One of, uh, amen. We love our millennials, and one of my one of my concerns with some, not all, some, is that 
the young people growing up today don't have the same perseverance that our parents had or we had. So when a millennial gets married, in the back of their mind, they ain't thinking about commitment, stick to one and done. If this don't work, I'm out of here. Well, baby, you just got married two weeks ago. I'm out of here. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, not all of them, but child of God, child of God. Everything's about me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. Jeremiah, in chapter 19, don't turn and lose to the valley of Hinnom, which was Gehenna, which was hell, which was the garbage dump. That's where the potter threw all the, amen, defective clays. But the finishing touch to this story, verse 6, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as the potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand. Turn to Romans chapter 9 real quick as we close. Romans 9, to your right. Come on now, we come on, come on, we finished now, we finished. Romans 9, Romans 9, Pauline epistle, Romans 9, and I want you to see this in verse 16. Are you, do you have it? So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but everything is predicated on God who shows mercy. Can I get a witness? The purpose is verse 17, for God purposes power even against Pharaoh that he might declare throughout the earth. And then 19 and 20, we see God's power. I will say then unto me, why doth he yet find fault? For who can and who hath resisted his will? But nay, O man, I didn't cover this this morning. Who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed clay say to him that formed it, potter, why have you made me this way? Have not the potter, Lightfoot, power over the clay? And of the same lump. I'm coming in for landing now. Raymond Maurice Gordon, of the same lump. You, you came out the same lump with Adolf Hitler. You came out the same lump with Edie Amin. You came out the same lump with Stalin. You came out the same lump with Al Capone. You came out the same lump with murderers and no good people. And what I did, I took you out of the same lump and I began to make you, shape you, and mold you. You, you don't have bragging rights. Can I get a witness? He, one vessel unto honor, the one unto dishonor. And what if, verse 22, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath that have been fitted to destruction. Lord, have mercy. You'll get this on the way home. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you... Yeah, uh, begin to move over to uh, Romans chapter 11 as we close, verse 29. I'm coming in, I'm coming in, I'm coming in. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That means when God calls and gives somebody, he doesn't change his mind. Uh, do I have a witness? 
Y'all get this on the way home. And, and verse 30 and 31 are the answers for, as ye in times past have not believed God, yet now have ye obtained mercy through their unbelief. What, what God is talking about, the future Jew. See, chapter 9 is the past Jew who had all the oracles of Moses. Chapter 10 is the present Jew. God has blinded them and God has blinded them so we could see. Can I get a witness? But the future Jew, there's a remnant that's going to be saved by grace. And he goes on to say, so that these were who, who not believe um, through mercy, they may obtain mercy. For God hath concluded them all under belief. Now look at the conclusion. It's an applause for God. Verse 33, oh, the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Can I get, for who have known the mind of the Lord or who have been his counselor or who first, or who hath first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again. And then as we close, pay attention to the prepositions. For of him, that's origin. Everything in your origin came from God. And through him, another preposition, that's operation. Everything in the operation of your trials and tribulation, God is managing. And to him is outcome. Be glory forever. Amen. And child of God, when you think about the fact that tomorrow was already determined yesterday, when you think about the fact that God called you while you were still in your mother's womb, he sanctified you. When you understand that God made you, shaped you, molded you, that God is on the, amen, uh, present tense with you, when you understand that God has done it all, didn't ask for your help, didn't ask for your input, he brought you from a mighty long way. He, he brought you here this morning to praise his holy and everlasting name. And the songwriter said, for he's got the whole world in his hands. Can I get a witness? Everything you see on TV, everything, all the sickness of this society, and the society is sick. This nation is sick. The politics are sick. The judicial system is sick. Can I get a witness? Everything is sick. God says, but you know what I specialize in? I specialize in putting my people in the midst of a bunch of confusion. And then I call them out and I work it out. Can I get a witness? Son of man, can these bones live? And uh, Ezekiel said, thou knowest, he said, preach to the bones. There's power in the word. Preach to the Holy Ghost. There's power in the wind. Do I have a witness? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You got to walk out here confident. My God is an awesome God. No weapon formed against me. And we know that all things, all things with my kids, all things in the marriage, all things with my money, all things in the ministry, all things are working together for the good. Therefore, praise his name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Tomorrow has already been determined yesterday. Walk by faith and not by sight.
as every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son. He died on Calvary's cross for all your sins. When that blood came down, he washed away all your sins, but you must receive him and believe in him. Is there one you want to give your life to Christ? Just raise your hand. We'd love to have you. You want to be saved. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church in Christian spirit. Is there one? Is there one? Right now, the angels are recording your response. In the book of works. Come on, baby. Praise the Lord. Come on, darling. Praise Jesus. Hello, how are you? Bless you. Is there another? Is there another? Step out right now. Step out in the name of Jesus. Step out. Is there another? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's the potter. God's the potter. And I'm the clay. Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for Christ, our Savior. Thank you for this lovely lady. And God, help us not to try to work out what you've already worked out. Help us to walk by faith in the steps that you have ordered for us. Instead of trying to come up with new inventions, new visions, new ways, help us to be still and know that you are God. Bless every home under the sound of my voice. Bless our nation. Bring healing, holistic healing to not only the police, but to our young black youth, to all the races, for you are God of grace, not race. Bless us as we go out, knowing that you are God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, let him make you, shape you, break you, and mold you. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday. Core. Love you.